LinkedIn is like learning to cook. It's complicated to figure out, but once you do, it is an incredibly useful tool. Today, we have a special guest, Elise Quinn. Elise is so special to me because she is the founder and leader of the Christian Women's Coaching Program, Tenfold. Elise is a wealth of knowledge. She is a self-described serial entrepreneur, and she started building businesses even as a child. She is so knowledgeable in all things business, but she has built her customer base in large part through LinkedIn. And when I saw how effective her tools and strategies were, I, I asked her to come and share them with you. So stay tuned to hear the top 10 ways to maximize your effectiveness through LinkedIn. bosses. Are you working even after putting the kids to bed, but still not getting results? Are you tired of spending money on ads that aren't getting engagement? Do you feel burdened that you aren't fulfilling your purpose in life because you are so consumed with work? I'm your host, Brooke Boltz. I'm an attorney and founder of Boltz Legal. I started my business and in one year was bringing in seven figures and am now bringing in multi seven figures. And I'm your co-host, Rachel Boltz, owner of Boltz Media. I've helped many businesses build their online presence and increase their revenue through digital marketing. Want to hear how we did it? We are here to help you achieve your goals personally, professionally, and spiritually. So kick off your high heels sit back and let's ignite that passion we're miss biz where we're putting the miss in biz let's get biz done if you're like me i have a love-hate relationship with linkedin i love the people that it exposes me to and allows me to interact with but i hate the nuisance of the messages from people who are i'm not interested in engaging with and it can be uh, annoying sometimes but we have today with us a special guest elise quinn i am so excited to have her here you've heard me talk before about tenfold which is a christian business women's uh, organization or coaching program that I, i'm a part of and elise is the founder of tenfold she not only founded tenfold but she has an incredible business backstory where she has been a founder and operator of a number of successful businesses. And from the moment I met her, I knew I could learn from her. I think she's probably like 10 years younger than me, but, but her experience is impressive. And you will be able to hear that today from the moment she starts talking. She just knows so much. And today she's here to, to teach us on her expertise in LinkedIn. Elise, welcome. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Good Can to meet you. all you. Thank you. Could you give us a little bit of information on your business backstory? 
Sure. I have wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was about eight years old. I was reading Entrepreneurs for Dummies and highlighting in the margins. And I went to school for entrepreneurship and started my first business at 18. And since then, I even sought a partner in life who would be a partner in business. So my husband and I have been in business together since we got married, started our first business in our first year of marriage. And uh, we are now on probably our fifth or sixth company, um, but we have a love and a passion for not just growing and scaling our own businesses, but helping uh, other entrepreneurs to grow and scale their companies. Uh, and LinkedIn has been a major part of that. So we have had the opportunity to be able to build and grow uh, Big Vision, which is a design and technology solutions firm, uh, brandpass.com, which specializes in uh, design subscription services for companies at a flat fee with unlimited design requests. Um, and then Tenfold is obviously my personal passion and mantra and mission of how we can communicate and share Christ, not just in our homes and families, but also in the workplace. So I have a deep passion for encouraging and supporting uh, women uh, who are professionals, but all uh, professionals, especially in and around social selling, because it's such an amazing opportunity to be able to grow and scale, not just your network, but also your business. That is so impressive that you have accomplished so much in such a short period of time and you knew exactly from a young age what you wanted to do and then took all of the necessary steps to not only do those things, but also be very successful at them. Um, I'm so excited to learn from you today. Um, LinkedIn, for full transparency purposes, has not been my favorite platform in terms of social media to use. I became completely frustrated over the past couple of years where so many changes took place and I just began to be inundated with spammy messages that it was a huge deterrent for me to even want to log into the app or interact or engage and really build my network on there. So I'm super excited to hear um, your best uh, tips for improvements and leveraging LinkedIn to grow your business. So in terms of messaging, I, like I had mentioned just now, the spammy messaging, how, what are your recommendations for best practices for messaging? Great question. So just like we don't want to get spammed, we do not want to spam others. And so my best recommendations and approach and tips for you uh, are coming with authenticity to the relationship, just as you would in real life. You would not go up to somebody and just start selling yourself and your business. It has to start from an authentic relationship, a common ground in what you've established. So I don't use LinkedIn just to cold network and prospect with people who I do not know that I have no reason and no business for reaching out to. LinkedIn LinkedIn is meant to be and most effective when it is a tool that allows you to be able to connect with other professionals who you can bring value to and that it's not just in a wishful thinking, let's see if I do a shotgun approach and target a thousand people, maybe I'll get you know one or two who would be interested, but rather going with a more rifle approach. So I think that there's a lot of things that we could be doing to be smarter and to not work harder on LinkedIn in order to make it effective for you and for the other person and to make it come from an authentic place where it's not just a sales tactic and tool, but rather it is a true opportunity to build relationships that last, that matter, that have significance and that offer mutual value to both of you. That's great advice. So if someone, so where do you find the people, the new relationships that you then reach out to on LinkedIn? 
Yeah, so you definitely have an influx of people that are coming to you saying, I want to connect for a variety of different reasons. I know that Rachel had mentioned there's a lot of frustration with that because you walk, you step into your LinkedIn profile and you feel like you're just bombarded with reasons to connect with people that you don't have any business or need to connect with at the moment. And so being able to identify the people that have the needs that you are going to be able to meet, that makes it a much more approachable connection. Not just that, finding people who you already have an established relationship with somebody that they know makes it so much more welcoming to be able to hear from I get to connect with Rachel today because I know Brooke and I'm going to be so much more willing to engage with Rachel in whatever she needs or whatever I can do for her because I know her through Brooke. And so those are some really great ways in which you can just make some very quick and easy, authentic uh, communications with people, but it all comes with a, a mindset. So knowing who your target audience is, both your primary target audience, as well as your secondary and tertiary target audiences and who those ideal referral partners are, because on LinkedIn, you're always looking for a win-win. So you never want to go there with only your own ideal win in mind. You have to go in there thinking about what would be a win for this person. And I would recommend get your win out of the way. Like don't even think or talk about what it is that would help you talk only about the value that you can bring to them. That value can be free value. That value can be tied to monetary things, but don't think that it always has to be transactional. That can also just be value in the form of sharing relationships, sharing resources, sharing connections in the spirit of what LinkedIn is meant to do and achieve. I love that you mentioned that about mindset because I think that that is so important and is really the foundation of building a successful relationship is really, you know, what can I contribute to add value to that person versus, you know, what can I receive from this individual? So I love, I love that you mentioned that. Are there any tip, other tips or strategies on how um, someone could build their network? Oh yeah, there's plenty. So um, some things that I would probably recommend is um, making sure that you are doing yourself a favor by looking at your visibility settings from the start. You can build your network much easier if you are available for people to find you. If you are not, just by going into your settings and making sure that you're turning some of the right features and functions on from a visibility perspective, it's opening up Pandora's box for you. Um, there are opportunities for you to be able to identify through um, uh, the hashtags at the top of your profile, what things you like to talk about, what things you have a knowledge on. That could be a proficiency or a mastery or an interest in. And those are great ways to be able to find people who are like-minded, like-spirited, or just have the capacity to be able to serve you or that you can serve them. Um, I think that there's some really great ways in which you can also uh, modify your profile to maximize it for not just showcasing you in the best light because at the beginning and at the end of the day, the things that matter most in our relationships is trust. And so how quickly you can establish trust through your profile really helps you to maximize the time in which somebody needs to spend on there in order to recognize your authenticity, recognize your credibility and recognize the value that you can bring them. So being really curated about what your profile includes and doesn't include would make a huge difference. And there's so much within LinkedIn that you can customize within your profile as well. Most people just use LinkedIn on all the defaults and they miss out on all the opportunities to really maximize not just their exposure and their visibility, but also to maximize the story and the narrative that they're telling. Because you get the opportunity to get out in front of people with the right message 
And then from there, it's up to them to make the decision if they want to interact with you, whether by accepting your connection requests, uh, responding to your message, uh, or acknowledging and being engaged in any of the posts and the events that you're sharing out there. And so we can go into detail with that, but I would definitely recommend being curated about what it is that we put out there and making sure that it is focused not on what we want to share and being little me monsters, but rather turning the focus on those that we're here to serve and thinking about what they need most and how we can meet them there. Do you have any other recommendations? You talked a little bit about some ways that we can improve upon our profiles by adding hashtags and some other things. Do you have any other recommendations on how we can tailor our profile to maximize our ability to increase our network and to drive sales? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll start with your Profile photo, that's one of the first things that people are gonna see on your profile. And I see so many people that are still using circa 2000 profile pictures because they feel like it's their most flattering version of themselves. But then when you show up for your coffee or your business meeting, you don't recognize who you're in front of. And so I think being able to lead with authenticity, even just starting with your own personal image as you truly appear would be incredible. That doesn't mean that you can't maximize on a lot of the tools that we have available to us nowadays, including AI. There's so many ways that you can start to utilize AI to even get updated headshots, um, utilizing some of your existing photos that maybe don't have the same professional backgrounds that you're looking for, but it can, it can fill in those blanks for you. So there's things like headshotpro.com, aisuitup.com, a lot of different AI generator headshot uh, platforms that just from a LinkedIn profile image and a background image perspective can really help you in that effort to build trust. And so if you have the desire to sell, just don't make that the first thing that they see on your profile, inclusive of your profile picture and your cover image. If you're going to add text to your cover image, keep it like as minimal as the text that you would see on your, on the best billboards. And I say like, three to five words and no more than that and make it a, a call to action but something soft not something that's a hard sell um, you also have the ability to write a headline underneath your uh, profile picture that's the next thing that they see um, keep in mind that headline can be what your title is at what company you work for super straightforward people can know and see exactly who you are uh, from an identity perspective in your in your role in your company, but you can also take that as an opportunity to share more of your purpose and mission behind what you do and who you serve. And that's sometimes an even better descriptor of who you are, because we don't want to always just be defined by our role in our company, our title. We want to be defined by what we are bringing to others. And then that helps people to see, okay, that's somebody I can align with that I already align with or that they have something that I need or want. And so I think that there's an opportunity in updating your headline. You can use things like ChatGPT and AI in order to come up with a ton of different LinkedIn headline ideas. So, you know, what you do, who you do it for, how you do it differently. You can state those things and just say, hey, ChatGPT, create a LinkedIn headline for um, a, my profession that helps these people do these things and then give me a list of 10 or more uh, suggestions. And then, so you don't have to be a complete originator, but it, it does take some creativity to make sure that you're maximizing in those areas. 
Um, you can also add things like custom links inside of your LinkedIn profile. So you can, when you go to edit your profile, you can add custom actions and it allows you to be able to create calls to action like driving people to visit your website or to visit your blog or your podcast. So that way people can interact and see you beyond just this LinkedIn profile. Because I always like to say LinkedIn is where maybe the interaction starts, but that is not where you want it to end. You're trying to get them off of LinkedIn as fast as possible. And so as many opportunities you can take to drive them out of your LinkedIn profile and onto uh, a more reputable platform that can really drive a one-to-one -one interaction with them and drive ultimately that conversion and transaction, that's where the value is. Um, there are when you go into uh, adding in your contact information, there's a lot of things that people leave blank and that you could be adding in there from your email, your phone number for your business, your not just your web address, but a lot of other elements that would be helpful for people to be able to continue to build the relationship. Um, and then if you open the creator mode, that is where I had mentioned earlier, you can unlock Pandora's box in terms of customizations and open new capacities for how you can uh, add followers and have people that um, show your follower count on your profile so people can follow you and not just connect with you. So for people who don't wanna be bombarded, like Rachel was saying, you just want them to still be able to follow you so you can still be an influencer in their lives, but you don't wanna necessarily have the, that one-to-one -one relationship. And so that opens up the opportunity for you to have that. But in, in addition to that, you can uh, modify and update what featured content you wanna showcase. So if you have a podcast that you wanna feature, that can be promoted up front. If you have videos about your business that you wanna feature, you can move those to the front. If you have blog posts or white papers that really are significant and would add value, you can modify to make sure that those are the ones that are featured. All of that is av available to you when you turn on um, your creator mode. Um, and so not just the featured uh, section, but then you can also curate and customize your activity feed. And so when you look at anybody's activity feed, that's usually like the first section that you see right underneath their core essentials of who they are, what they do. Um, and then you look at what they've been up to. And so being able to highlight and accentuate the things that are valuable and that you have been doing well and maybe minimize the things that you are not focused on, like commenting on other people's uh, posts. You can just kind of tuck those away and focus more on the, the things that matter most in terms of your activity. So you can put your newsletters and documents, images, or comments, posts, videos, all those things can be modified. Um, and then you'll have things like the about section, which follow right underneath that, having a really strong bio that's brief and concise, that gives people enough to resonate with where they're at and be able to understand how you can serve them. Your skills, um, some people like to keep that at the top of their page. You can also use the creator mode to modify and customize things and move them to the bottom of the page. So I'm like, look, if you have any idea of who I am or you've seen what I do, you'll know my skills pretty fast. I'm gonna move that over to the bottom and let me make the most important things the higher priority. So then you can add things like your experience up to the top and they can see the breadth and depth of what you've done, who you're affiliated with right now, your recommendations, what other people are not just, you're not just tooting your own horn, but you're letting other people do it for you. I think that sells way better than us trying to sell ourselves. So bring, bringing that up to the forefront as well are really great ways to be able to customize your profile and do it in a way that is truly helping the person that you're trying to target, figure out who you are better, agree that they trust you and that they want to give you a shot in building a relationship. I think that's all like 
extremely, extremely valuable advice. And I've always kind of looked at LinkedIn as almost as if you're building your resume, right? Like you had mentioned, like you're being very brief and concrete and really showcasing your best work so that you can get that job or you can build that relationship that you want to build. Um, I also really love that you mentioned the profile picture um, aspect. I think that that's so important. I had a coffee meeting. This was a couple months ago and I was meeting with this guy and I walked up to him, not knowing it was him and was waiting for my coffee. And he's like, Hey, how are you? And I, you know, I acted like I didn't know him because I really did not recognize him because he, he had lost a significant amount of weight. Um, so I think that that's really solid advice on, you know, making sure that your profile picture is up to date, making sure that it's professional in nature. I love the advice that you brought up about AI. Um, I've seen some really, really good work um, from AI, and I've seen some other work from AI where it doesn't even look like the person. Um, so I, I really love that you mentioned that because that's that's very solid advice, and that's a great recommendation. If you enjoy the Miss Biz podcast, but still have questions or need advice, we have some exciting news for you. Join us for Miss Biz Connects. Miss Biz Connects is a weekly one hour Zoom call on Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is one hour each week dedicated to you. We want to meet you and put our brains together to help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. To access the meeting link, visit us on our social media pages at Miss Biz Podcast or send us an email to MissBizPod at gmail.com. Join us this Friday and let's grow the Miss Biz Nation. So, Elise, could you tell us some of your recommendations and best practices on daily and weekly LinkedIn activities that we could be implementing to maximize our business growth? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know that um, a lot of us have different levels of love and hate with LinkedIn and different levels of uh, intimacy with LinkedIn and how often we check it and how often we are actually like not just checking where things are at, but also contributing to our LinkedIn's. And I would say it is not something that you can just set it and forget it, which is how a lot of people use it. And they still have five connections, maybe 25 connections and that's it. Um, but I think that being able to on a, the daily find and connect with your potential prospects is a really great encouragement. So like one goal I would set for myself for years was 20 people every single day. I am connecting with 20 people. 10 of those would be net new connections that, are not completely bogus, but there's a reason for why I'm, I'm reaching out to introduce myself to them. Um, and then the other 10 would be people that I already connected with. One of the things that we say in tenfold in our group sessions is that we're often all sitting on just acres of diamonds, just that we don't even realize. And so when you look at the number of connections that you have, I think mine are uh, over eight or 10,000. And I realize every day, why do I just keep seeking after new if I'm not nourishing and harvesting those that already exist? So it's maximizing on those current 
contacts and relationships, as well as being able to continue to build your network with new. Um, and I think sending relationship building messages to those existing contacts makes a really big difference. It could be a simple check-in. It could be a, I saw you on my feed that you moved to a new job, or I look sometimes and just see when people are having birthdays. It means a lot when somebody tells me a happy birthday, ideally with something else included in there that adds value. And then uh, it reestablishes a whole relationship that we lost five years ago. And so those are some really great, just low hanging fruit, easy ways for you to be able to just jump in with just things that are handed to you from LinkedIn with a bow on it saying, you should reach out to these people today. In addition to the ones that you just happen to see through your connections and you're like, ah, I, I see that John is now at this totally different company doing super cool things. There might be some synergies, either as a referral relationship or to do business together. Let me just reach out to John and say, hey, buddy, how have you been? It's been too long. How about we grab a coffee or how about we catch up on a quick Zoom call this week? Um, and these don't have to be big, tall asks. If you can just reconnect with people and just get them on the phone with you, then you can both from a sincere place just share, here's where I'm at. Here's what I'm doing and working on. Here's my focus at the moment. And then they share the same with you. And it's amazing the things that can naturally come out of that, either oh my gosh, what you need right now is what I can offer you, or I know somebody who. And then that's the beauty of LinkedIn is even if they're not the right person to talk to, they all have connections and resources, whether they make a post to their network, which is like gold, and that's sharing it out with their entire network, or they just make a one-to-one -one connection that can be done through email or that can be done within LinkedIn. You can have multiple people inside of messages. So just don't forget the beauty and the opportunity of being able to uh, connect with people new and old. And if they are new, make sure to not just press the connect button. It always asks you, do you want to leave a note? And most people are like, no, I don't want to spend any more time on this. And they keep going. Always say yes. And always leave a note that has intentionality behind it, not selling intentionality. So that could be, um, hey, I saw that we were both connected to Rachel and uh, I think the world of her. I'd love to hear how you guys know each other. I also saw that you work at this company doing this role. Like those are the type of people that I work with day in, day out. I'd love to see how we can help each other and leave it at that. They give you only a few characters, forces you to be concise, use ChatGPT if you don't know how to be concise, but even after they connect with you, make sure to send a warm thank you, a warm welcome to joining your network and how can we maximize that? Because again, people think they did their job by asking to connect, maybe even they wrote a note, and then as soon as they get the connection, they're like, oh well, it fell into the abyss, and all the work that you put in, it doesn't even get to come to fruition if you don't follow up from there. And so make that thank you message, which is when they'll really see it. It's not just built into all their waiting connections, but that's a message that goes into their inbox. Maximize that opportunity to take the conversation offline. Um, so respond to the messages, respond to the connection requests that you're receiving. Look for quality over quantity. Don't connect with just everybody that says that they wanna connect with you that doesn't usually amount to any value for you or for them. And so just really try to focus on when you do connect with somebody because there's meaning behind it that even if they haven't, you do the job of following up with them with a message to establish the relationship. You don't have to give away all your time for free. I do have things set up on like my personal calendar that I have like a 15 minute block um, where they, I can send them out a message and just say, hey, if you want to get together, we can do it for 15 minutes. You don't have to give away a full hour or even a half an hour to some of these initial introductory 
messages, but you also don't want to miss out on what could become your future biggest client, your future biggest referral partner, because you never took the time to really build that connection that you initially started off with a lot of gutspa that you were going to. Um, and then review who's viewed your profile because that's a mine of diamonds in and of itself. For some reason, somebody came and found you and they were checking you out. And if you leave that there, then you're missing out on a beautiful connection. Maybe they were referred by you, but they just haven't built up the fill in the blank of why they wanna reach out to you to do work with you. And so if you reach out to them first, just like you're checking out certain advisors in your life or certain companies and people in your life and you haven't reached out yet, but if they reach out to you, then yeah, you're ready. You reached out, you looked at their profile for a reason. So that's another really great opportunity. Those things I recommend on the daily. On the weekly, post something. <laughs> not a big ask, but a big value add because your whole network gets to see it. So it's not just doing the one-to-one -one communications, but you get the one-to-many, which is a great uh, opportunity for you. Um, so post status updates, post articles. Don't just post um, what's happening for you in your life, but also post things that you can give value to. And also post asks. I think it's just as valuable to post asks as it is to post gives um, because people want to help each other and that's a great way to be able to spur so like hey i'm looking for a new bd person for my team anybody have any good recommendations or hey i'm looking for um uh, a new crm tool to use for my company uh which ones do you use and that just spurs some really cool conversations try not to pick the controversial things try to pick the pick the upbuilding things, the things that can help to build community and build uh relationships, resources and opportunities. And then uh seek and provide warm introductions to people. So if you can, LinkedIn is the best way to establish great referral relationships and partnerships because it's the perfect platform from which to make those very easy connections and define the people they're looking for. So if Brooke tells me, hey, look, I'm really trying to target some uh, attorneys in Miami that have this specialization, I'll just go look up people who I know who are attorneys in Miami with that with or without that specialization, just say, all right, here's five people that I know. Would any of these be valuable for you? And for me, it's like nothing. It took me two seconds, but for Brooke, that's golden. Like that can just be incredible. And so you're, don't forget the, the ways in which you can help others. And then there's a natural reciprocity that comes from that. Don't keep score. I recommend just give and give and give. And if you don't feel like you're receiving anything back, maybe work on some of those boundaries with that referral partner. But if that still is not happening, you can continue to move on, but still put the goodwill out there. Join relevant LinkedIn groups. If you have a newsletter that your company posts, add that, new, that newsletter to LinkedIn. They will send it out on your behalf. Why not? If you have an event going on, add that to LinkedIn. Send that out. LinkedIn will help you promote it on your behalf. That's amazing. Um, and then test some of the new LinkedIn strategies that currently exist. So that they have like live videos that you can do, not just waiting for an event to start, but you can actually like start a video right now. Um, you can do LinkedIn audio for business and plenty more, but these are just some that I would recommend. Don't just sit back proactively or reactively and let LinkedIn uh, work for you and wonder and scratch your head why it's not. And then if you do lean into it, there's so many great results that you can drive with LinkedIn. Wow. 
I am so impressed because you really shared a bunch of golden nuggets there. Um, LinkedIn, by far, it really does have the most tools that you can use. Like you had mentioned, it'll tell you when somebody's celebrating a new job or, you know, a new work anniversary, or um, it'll just give you relevant information that most social media platforms will not notify you of or will not notify everyone of. So I love that you touched on that. I think that that's definitely, um, you know, great advice for all of us too. I don't know how you manage over 10,000 connections that you are a superwoman because that is a ton of people. Um, and so in terms of once you get the connections, right, and you facilitate the, the relationship, how can you really drive results with LinkedIn? Mm, great question. I think it's important that we ask ourselves that and we're really intentional about what our answer is. And we're very uh, realistic about what that answer is because you cannot expect LinkedIn and please hear me say, at the snap of a finger, it's going to be your top lead generation tool. For me, it has been an amazing lead generation tool for over 15, 20 years, but that's not necessarily the, uh, the only purpose uh, and the only uh, result to, in which to measure LinkedIn success. Um, I think that you should measure it by the credibility that it's giving you, by even having a profile I'll give you a kudos and a pat on the back for just being on LinkedIn because not everybody is, but most are. And so even just if you are, then you're joining the club in which you have the potential ability to access so many great people and for them to access you. So if you can get that, uh, that credibility established by spending some time on your profile to really attract the right decision makers, then I would say that is one great result that you should measure your own success by on LinkedIn. The next one is connections. And it's not, again, necessarily about quantity. It's about quality. And so if you can make sure that you're spending all of your time crafting compelling messages to the right people, who are not just your target audience, but the decision makers within those companies, that that is where you can see a gold mine happen in quality connections. Um, it, the number doesn't matter, the eight or the 10,000 uh, contacts, it matters if, if you say, at least how many of those do you really know? And that's where I think that you can see the true uh, opportunity or the missed opportunity and where that lies. Uh, the content that you're putting out there. So again, if you are literally just getting on there, you've got a profile and you pat yourself on the back, don't stop there. You have to put out good content, just like with any social platform. But it's not, again, about quantity. It's about the quality. It's about making sure that we're attracting and we're engaging the right prospects with really targeted and high quality content. You can gate content as in like, let's take this conversation offline, but I've got something really valuable that I can share with you that I know would be valuable to you. Send me a quick email and I'll send it to you. And like, those are some really great ways to still be able to provide value. But if you want to use it as a way and a means by which to get them ultimately where you can help to drive a conversion faster, go for it. Um, and then conversions. So you put stuff out there, even if it's really great content, if you don't get the conversions, then, then you're not really uh, getting the success. And so actively engaging with your prospects and making sure that they're going down your funnel from complete apathy about who you are to then at least awareness about who you are, ideally getting them to a point of having an affinity for who you are and having a desire to work with you or connect you with other people. And then our 
ultimate goal is to get them to a point of advocacy where they are touting you to others and that that's just a natural outpouring of who you are and why they want others to be able to work with you as well. But once you can focus on that really good conversion, um, that always comes out of really great conversations that you're having. So um, move them offline as quickly as possible, but in the meantime, make it count when you're there on that LinkedIn profile. I love so much of what you're saying. I am feverishly taking notes because I need to go back and slow this down and listen to it step-by-step step to start updating my profile and maximizing LinkedIn. There are just light bulbs going off for me everywhere that I am not maximizing this tool to the extent that it could be utilized. So this is this is super helpful for me. And another thing that you mentioned that really resonated with me and it was kind of an awareness that I've had recently is uh, the value in the people I already know. And in reality, those are the most likely people to refer a friend or family member to me. And I have been so focused, at least in the last year, in meeting new people all the time. I'm going here and there and everywhere, just trying to meet new people. And if I were to look at my past client list or to look at my just social circle, I have so many people I've already met who I enjoy and I like, and I wish I could spend more time with but I can't when I'm out trying to meet new people all the time. So that has already been a goal of mine uh, in the next year is to cultivate some of my existing relationships that I, I already have, but just haven't really nurtured to the extent that I could or should. So I love that you have, your recommendation is to both reach out to 10 new people, but also reach out to 10 people you already know um, because that is just as important. And I love what you said about the fact that like, I like these people. I liked meeting them. I liked doing business with them. Well, they probably reciprocally feel the exact same way about you. And so they're just sitting there lying dormant and passive, but totally willing and able and would welcome the opportunity to be more active with you as a friend, as a referral partner, as a resource, and there's just untapped potential that we're all sitting on with the people that we already know that we have an affinity for. We can almost always guarantee that that is likely reciprocated. And there, there is an openness and a willingness if we were to ask that they would want to go deeper in that relationship. And that can lead to a variety of different things, depending on what it is that you need most right now for yourself. And just don't always think what's in it for me, but try to think about that again, not the me monster, but turning the spotlight on them and thinking, well, what's in it for them? How can I bring them value first? Because then they will naturally, as humans, we try to make sure that we are also sharing that reciprocity with each other. So come from a state of value, come from a state of giving, and that will usually always be returned and come from a state of just hey, it's been too long. We should absolutely reconnect. I want to hear what you're doing now. I want to hear what you're working on, what you're passionate about right now. Who are you looking to meet right now that I might be able to help you with? And then they will naturally in that same conversation say, and I want to know all those same things about you. Well, I would be glad to tell you. And here's some ways that we might be able to keep this relationship going. And so that has turned into some of my favorite 
friendships, some of my favorite business relationships, um, professional uh, referral partners. We meet on a consistent monthly basis. Some of us meet on a quarterly basis. It just depends on the nature of the relationship, but we're always constantly feeding each other value. We keep each other top of mind and it doesn't come from any place other than a pure desire to be able to support one another. And that is priceless. That is what people pay for every day. And when you pay for it artificially, you only get so much value and quality that comes out of it. But when you can get that just naturally and authentically, ugh, it's timeless, it's priceless, and it can keep it can keep compounding in the value that it brings for both of you. I, like Brooke, am actively taking notes on everything that you were saying. And I, as, as we were talking and having this conversation, I'm just like thinking about, you know, 10,000 connections isn't a ton of connections, but to really maintain a true relationship, like what you're talking about, that is a lot of work. Um, so my question for you is, do you have a certain schedule that you follow where I'm going to follow up with 10 of my connections that I already have today versus, you know, I know you had mentioned trying to connect with 10 new people, but do you have like a schedule for yourself on how many people to reconnect with or how often to reconnect with your, um, connections? Yeah, I think it is helpful if you can start a cadence and some good habits that are based on goals that you set for yourself, especially if LinkedIn and using it proactively is new to you. Um, so for instance, the 10 and 10 a day, uh, 10 new connections and 10 existing, uh, you know, recovered relationships uh, is something that you want to start with, I would say. You can add way more goals onto there. You can add goals for the number of leads that you want to bring in, you know, for your business. You can add in goals for the number of offline conversations you want this to generate, the number of like, you know, introductory or get to know you meetings that you have, um, uh, the value that you want to bring in through your sales pipeline, through these new connections, um, the contract value of those deals, the revenue that you generate. And so you can, you can definitely measure it in uh, some significant ways, but I would say first start small and then maybe build on over time by just starting to track yourself better, but don't, don't set measurables that uh, could skew your motivation for why you're ultimately connecting with these folks. Make sure that it comes from a motivated place of pure desire to be able to drive and bring value to others. And that if we can, if we focus our entire careers, irregardless of you're on LinkedIn or not, on how am I bringing value to other people, I don't think we'll be without work or without revenue a day in our lives. Um, so I'm a huge advocate for how do you take that into everything that you do, inclusive of LinkedIn. Um, so I think it can be a really big game changer, but I think you have to start small because if you take on too much, or if you try to think like, I'm going to be the master of LinkedIn tomorrow, then you'll set your sights too high and you might fall short. Even if you have things that you've done really well, you'll miss the celebrations because there's too many things that you're focused on trying to get right. So focus on thriving in LinkedIn, you feeling excited, confident, motivated to be on LinkedIn. Focus on that first and then focus on starting to make those connections flourish, both the existing and the new ones, and then focus on new opportunities that can abound from that. Don't try to do it all on day one and don't think that it's all going to be mastered in no time. It's, an, it's a process like anything else, but there is joy that comes from it. There is 
an abundance of opportunity that comes from it. And there is convenience that comes from LinkedIn that you cannot get through any other platform because they feed you so much information about these individuals from a professional perspective that you cannot find on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, X, you name it. And so this is um, just such a great tool that I feel is oftentimes under, underutilized uh, by professionals. And if we were to just get a little more confident, a little more informed, then it would allow us to be able to unlock uh, new opportunities. And I think that it is just as much of a value for you to others as they will be to you, so long as you start from that place of what's valuable to them. I think that that is true in any type of networking or marketing, yes. whether it's on LinkedIn or whether it's showing up at a networking meeting. If your perspective is how can I help you versus how you can help me, I think that is the right mindset to approach every conversation with. And I've been sitting here thinking like, what is some tangible advice on how someone can do that? And what came to mind for me is I've been putting together gifts for clients, um, for clients or people who have uh referred me business. In some cases, they haven't referred me any business, but I just really like them and I want to give them a gift. Um, and so I've been putting these gifts together and the process we went through was sitting and thinking, okay, what do they like? What would they appreciate? Uh, do they have children? What are their hobbies? Um, you know, just sitting there and putting myself in their shoes and mm -hmm. saying, I was them. If I had this business or I had these hobbies, what would I like to receive? And we've come up with some really cute ideas that are, you know, we're making a custom cornhole uh, gift for someone with their business logo on it because someone said that they really liked cornhole. And, you know, so it is it. And the other element that I didn't necessarily expect is it has become such a joy for me to give that. Like, I can't wait to hear what their response is when they receive some of these gifts. And I just feel so excited to be sending these gifts. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm saying that as a corollary for when you're getting ready to send a LinkedIn message to putting your, your, your mind in that same mindset to think, okay, if I am this person, if I am this realtor, what would I like to hear? What would I like to receive? Not, um, you know, Rachel and I get these all the time. I can help you grow your podcast. You know, we're <laughs> podcast marketers. You should be doing this and that. I mean, we get those every day and that's not really what I'm looking to hear. You know, I, I, I delete them most of the time. So if so, you know, but if you put yourself in the mindset of, okay, I want to reach out to a podcaster, what would that podcaster like to hear? You know, I've listened to their episodes and I know that they have children. I know that they are Christians. I know that they, and if someone approached me from the perspective of, they know a little bit about me from having listened to my podcast and they're wanting to offer their service because of some, something they noticed about me or something personal to me or, you know, whatever, but it's just a different mindset. If they, if they reach out from that frame of mind, it's so much better received. 
So that's kind of the takeaway that, that I've gotten from what you're suggesting. You know we're all about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case. At Bolts Legal, we are all about your case. Text or call to schedule a free consultation for all your legal needs. BoltsLegal.com. Uh, but I wanted to move on to the next question because you did mention some of the new LinkedIn features already, but I'd like to talk a little bit more about them because many people may not be familiar with them and how to use them or best utilize them. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'll run through these high level and then I recommend you go and find these features and read about them because they're all accessible and ready for you. Um, you can start and manage a LinkedIn group for your target audience. So groups have already always existed, but then people are starting to get a little more savvy to be like, oh, but I can also create groups in which I have a knowledge about because I serve them daily and I'm attracting people in which I can serve even further because they come to me looking for community with other like-minded professionals and they happen to be my target audience. So I'm going to build a platform and a group around them within LinkedIn. Um, and these groups, I mean, people join them regularly at the very top of your profile. When you're checking out anybody, I can see at the top, okay, uh, here are the, the groups that Brooke and I are both affiliated with because we're connections with each other. And I naturally and quickly can see where is our commonality. So I see like, you know, we're in a lot of Christian business professional or entrepreneurship groups um, or Lando based groups. And so that's when, like Brooke was saying, you can come from an authentic place of like, whether it's a gift that you're trying to give them, a message you're trying to send them or an event that you want to share with them to, to bring and add some extra value. That's just already accessible for you. So the point is you can start and manage your own LinkedIn group for your target audience, but you can also join other associated LinkedIn groups. And you've just got uh, a ton of people who are interested and in, in desiring to connect. Um, you can start and publish newsletters in LinkedIn, which I'd mentioned earlier. Um, it's an opportunity that through LinkedIn, an email gets sent and it's got your branded content and uh, brand featured in that newsletter, um, but it is it can get posted, scheduled, and set up and deployed uh, without you having to do much besides set it up in the first place. So take advantage of that. You can publish your events on LinkedIn. Um, so if you have an event going on, you know, we used to do Facebook events all the time. We have Eventbrite and we've got all these different, you know, uh, calendar connections. Well, you've got LinkedIn, which is just already naturally synced up with easy ways to be able to share it within that platform and profile. You can pay to boost and augment um, most any of these things, especially your event, if you want to get certain eyeballs on it. So it's just a really great way to consider uh, I'm targeting chiropractors, I'm targeting uh, attorneys um, and being able to just uh, find those folks through LinkedIn. You can set up schedule posts. So if you have the desire to uh, create and schedule content that you want to set it and let it run. You can pre-publish as many posts as you'd like up to, I believe about three months in advance, uh, with specific dates and times for the deployment and go. And so you don't have to necessarily buy a third party software like a sprout social, or, you know, like you can actually just have that all taken care of within 
in the LinkedIn platform. Um, I feel like I need to contact LinkedIn and be like, hey guys, I am, I'm just giving you, sending you all kinds of love. Um, you can engage in conversations with your community through LinkedIn Live, which I shared with you guys. That's um, audio only events, but they are live events that can start up uh, at any point. You've seen those on Instagram and you've seen those on other platforms. Well, don't think LinkedIn is the old, stale, stodgy, professional platform that nobody can do anything like truly active and engaging with, you can. Um, and then you can also share things like your job posts. People forget, I don't know why, to go where the professionals are when you need to hire somebody. Like you can opt in to have all of your new job listings shared as an automatic post in your page. So look for those opportunities for automation within LinkedIn. They do exist, they are incredible, and they can bring a lot of value to you and your business to help you streamline a lot of the efforts that you would already be doing probably you're doing manually still. Excellent. I just had a, um, an awareness suddenly that when you and I first were connected, you probably looked at my LinkedIn profile and we're like, this girl needs to get with it. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad that she still contacted me anyways and didn't judge me based on my LinkedIn profile because all those best practices you should suggested, I have not been doing. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I spend so much time focusing on the other platforms and I'm, I'm writing down a lot of homework that I need to to update things and utilize LinkedIn because you're right. The, the, the best feature for me is just being able to know what people do for a living. You can, you can see that immediately on LinkedIn and that alone is super valuable. You don't see that on any other platform. So just having the access to know what people do for a living is super valuable to know if they're someone that you might be able to help or not. And you bring up such a good point, Brooke, because I don't know if we would have met if it had not been for uh, this platform, because uh, it was through a connection that I remembered was a phenomenal Christian uh, male in our community. And I said, hey, catch me up on what you're doing. Hey, I'll catch you up on what I'm doing. Tenfold is this new Christian women's executive uh, and entrepreneurial circle uh, and community. Uh, do you know any phenomenal women that I should know and don't? And he was like, well, actually I do. Her name is Brooke Bolts. And I was like, okay, well, please introduce me. But it was through LinkedIn that I remembered, oh my gosh, he's a phenomenal Christian male that I should share what I'm doing. And then he introduced and recommended me to you. And I, before getting on a call or reaching out to you, the first thing I did was my own research. And I naturally went onto LinkedIn to do that and got the lowdown as much as I had available to me about you in order to then call and have more ammunition than just Mark recommended that I should call you and uh, I'm calling you. So you want to be friends? <laughs> so it was just so much more value that you and I were able to find with each other um, more quickly because I already knew your background. I knew where you went to school. I knew what you studied. I knew what you were doing now, how long you've owned your business. And I got to have all that insight for free and be able to infuse that into our conversation together to maximize on your time and mine to get to the point of, all right, I think that we should be in community together. I see how we can help each other. Let's go. And you jumped right in. And so I attribute in part uh, that to the convenience and the opportunities that it provided us. That's so, so 
Of course. I didn't I didn't actually know that you had contacted Mark through LinkedIn. Mark Abraham is uh, my financial advisor and he's also part of my BNI chapter. Everyone's heard me talk about BNI. Um, I do that all the time, but Mark is, has become a good friend and he introduced us, I think by email initially. And that's all I knew. I just knew that Mark was introducing me to someone by email and because I trust Mark, anyone he introduced me to, I'm always open to meeting with. And, but I did not know the backstory that you had reached out to Mark through LinkedIn. So case in point. It's a great reminder for you, even if like, I mean, I just saw Mark because we went through the Life Work Leadership Program together and he was one of the, the coaches. So I know I could have reached out to him, but it was because of LinkedIn that reminded me, oh my gosh, I need to reconnect with him and I need to share what I'm doing, hear what he's up to. And then there it went. And so just such a perfect example. And all of that felt so natural, so organic, so focused around how can we help and serve each other. And it led to a beautiful thriving relationship now. Absolutely. So question for you with all of the different functionalities that LinkedIn has, all of the different uh, opportunities to optimize your profile, build connections and learn about people before you even have that initial connection or interaction. How do you really take all of all of those aspects to and combine them together and measure what matters oh there's so many great ways that you can measure um we got to talk a little bit um uh, about how you can measure it from a business perspective um, but then there's also the measurement from a relational perspective and i think that there's a value to not just what the output looks like for your business but the relational equity that you're building is um, i'll go back to like even just when i am uh, working with students in the classroom who are high school students or even younger i'm letting them know about linkedin as like an essential piece of the puzzle that they need to figure out sooner than later because i started my linkedin profile early, like in high school, college. And I made sure that every single person that I met and interacted with, that I connected with them. And it didn't matter who I was working for along all the early years of my career. If they were a client, if they were a prospect, if they were uh, a connection that I met in the community, I connected with every single one of them on LinkedIn. And I have done that as a regular practice since the beginning of time as a young uh, professional. And because of that, I've been able to keep my Rolodex wherever I go. Rolodex is an old word, but this is our new age Rolodex. It's your relational equity that no matter where you go, you're going to move to the next employer. Eventually, you might decide to start your own business. And a lot of times those CRM, customer relationship management tools, those contacts stay with the company and you don't get to have those anymore. You don't get to have access to those people anymore. But if you connected with them on LinkedIn, you do because you own and have built that relationship for yourself. That has so much merit, that has so much value that you can continue to take and build on wherever you go. And it's amazing the people that I've met 15, 20 years ago that I'm still connecting with to this day because now there's a relevant reason for why we should talk, but we've stayed in touch. I know where they're at. I know what they're doing. I know how long it's been since we talked last. I know where I first met them because like I said earlier, you make sure that you send a message to them afterwards. I always recommend don't just message somebody and say it was great meeting you, but say it was great meeting you at that event, at that place, 
through this person because when I go back 20 years later or hopefully two years, two months later, I can always remember, okay, it was dated when that message took place because LinkedIn did that for me, but then it also gives me all the details about how I knew them and met them. And so you could pick right back up where you left off versus just like, they look familiar, but I just cannot place who or how we know each other. And so that is just infinitely valuable. So I would say focus on the, the business metrics that matter to you, but also focus on the relational equity that you're building. Excellent. So what are some mistakes we can avoid? I, um, I think I've made a lot of them. I'm learning, uh, today that I'm going to try to fix. Uh, but, but what are some common mistakes that you see people make, uh, that we could learn from and try to avoid? What holds most of us back from doing anything new? And that's usually fear. Uh, so do not let fear get in your way. Uh, what else holds us back from most of the things that we uh, don't do, the shots we don't take is risk. Don't let risk get in the way, especially when you're looking at these as individual one-to-one -one connections. If you bomb it with a typo, if you bomb it with uh, you accidentally copied and pasted something you sent to somebody else and you included this previous person's name in it or their business in it, I know we've all been there and done that. And those are the moments where you're just like, I need to get off. I need to just delete my LinkedIn profile. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> it's a one-to-one -one interaction in that case. It's okay. It will be forgiven. You can move on. I've had just a few instances where maybe I said something that was meant to be purely kind and generous, but was taken a completely different way that I can't control. Uh, and after trying to reconcile it, there was no reconciling and I had to just leave that be. So think of the worst case situations that could possibly happen. And they're really, they're not that bad. Don't let any of these things hang you up or hold you up from taking full advantage of those the opportunities and the benefits that we've talked about today for both you and for yourself, not just personally, but also professionally. Um, a lot of people feel like, oh my gosh, I've got no structure. I've got no strategy. I don't even know where to begin. I'm not going to start. Don't let that hold you back either. Pick one thing that you heard us talk about today. Pick one thing that you just know blatantly you need to fix and you know how you want to fix it and go for the low-hanging fruit first. Um, don't worry about like, am I over-connecting with people? Um, am I adding enough value? Oh, I don't know. I, I might have just connected with one too many people today or I might have just uh, been too salesy in that message. I need to just... I need to just let go of this as a strategy. Um, that is not the case. It's A-B testing. It's trial and error. It's constantly iterating and getting better and better at how do you ma maximize the relationships? How do you maximize LinkedIn? How do you maximize the conversations, connections that you're building? Um, it's easy to neglect the right connections. It's easy to start focusing on like, Ooh, these warm fuzzies that I get from connecting with these people are these, you know, really cool, shiny people over here that look so fun to connect with. And then all of a sudden you realize like you've spent the last three weeks connecting with people and none of them are your target because <laughs> you just started going after the shiny things. Uh, so really zone in and focus in, write out your strategy of who it is that you want to, that you want to focus your time and effort into building relationships with. It doesn't mean that it only has to be your primary target audience, but if you at least know who your primary, your secondary, your tertiary, your best referral partners and advisors and relationships are, um, then that helps as well. Um, 
another mistake is like sometimes people get overwhelmed by this and they don't know where to begin. One thing that I recommend is just check out your alumni base. Like just go into where you graduated from and look at the people who've also graduated from there. You're naturally going to say, go Tigers, or in my case, go Badgers, uh, go Hornets. And that's a great way to start off a conversation because they're like, yeah, I don't even know you, but I just love that we went to the same school. Let's talk. And that's just magic, golden. So uh, don't let yourself get hung up on like, where do I begin? Who do I talk to? I don't even know what common ground looks like because I haven't even tried to start networking before. Pick something that's easy. If you went to school somewhere, even if it was your high school alumni, go with that. Um, and then if you spread yourself too thin across too many platforms, I think you dilute yourself. So if LinkedIn is not the right fit for you, because maybe you are a personal injury attorney and you're targeting individual consumers and it just doesn't align with who you really need and want to be focusing your time on, you don't have to invest all of your eggs in that one basket there. You can make sure that you're spending your time in the, the platforms and reaching the consumers where they're at. But if you are B2B, you are likely going to find majority of your prospects that are just sitting waiting to connect with you through LinkedIn. Um, and if you ignore the what's in it for them, then we're missing the most important thing that we could be doing. And so I always think and say, instead of what can I sell you, how can I help you? And so just reframe your mind, reframe your conversations and reframe your intentionality that you're putting out there, the motivation from which you're coming from to not think about what I'm gonna sell you today, but how I can help you and be a resource to you today. That's Rachel's mantra. How can I help you? <laughs> Love yep. it. Go right to my soul. <laughs> Dad, I cannot wait to listen to this episode again on repeat so that I can go through section by section of what you suggested and just optimize what I already have. Um, thank you so much for sharing all this information on how to really make the most out of LinkedIn. And um, I know it's brought a lot of of insight and knowledge to me. Um, so thank you for sharing all of that. Um, can you, can you give any advice on how to export contacts from LinkedIn? Yeah. So, um, if you go under your settings, uh, a lot of people don't realize that you have access to all the LinkedIn, uh, information and contacts that you've built. And so I always recommend and do for myself and export every year uh, of those LinkedIn contacts, because you can see just in like one CSV export view, uh, the names of the people where they work, you know, what their role is. Um, and in many cases, if they have filled out their contact information, which is why I encourage you to, you'll be able to see uh, some of that contact information as well, like an email. And then just by exporting that, you've got access to your own contacts that you have built, but through the LinkedIn profile, and it's all just readily available there for you to maximize. And I, I'm sure all of our heads are ringing with all the different ways in which we can utilize that uh, in a better way. So you've got one-to-many like newsletters and emails that you can send out, but you also have the one-to-ones and just don't discount that because like Brooke was saying earlier, if you can really hit people where they're at, if you can really focus on the things that, that matter most to them and that you can personalize uh, your outreach, that goes so much further. And you know it because you are the recipient every day of the spammy out outreach messages that get sent to you and 
and your mother and your brother and your sister, and that doesn't go very far. So I recommend don't just use that as the gold mine in which to blast, but rather use that as the opportunity in which to really make a relationship that lasts instead. Export. Yes. That was a mind blown moment for me when you taught me that I did not know you could export your contacts from LinkedIn. And we have talked on our podcast about the importance of email marketing. So being able to get emails from your contacts on LinkedIn to add to your email marketing campaigns is huge because you own your email marketing list. If, if LinkedIn and all the other social media platforms die tomorrow or get shut down, you lose those contacts, you lose those followers. But if you have their email addresses, um, you can stay in contact with those connections. Uh, one other question for you, when you're giving this advice and these tips, are you doing this from a personal LinkedIn profile or a business profile? Yeah, great question. We are people and we like to do business with other people. So I recommend, at least in my style, it's always person to person, human to human, relationship to relationship. You can have a affinity for a business, but you're going to have an actual relationship with a business. You're going to have a relationship with the people in the business. And so I think that there's a lot of value. That does not mean, and don't hear me say, that there's not opportunity and value that can come from these, from your company pages, um, but all the recommendations, the tips, the tricks, the best practices that I've shared today um, largely stem from how you, as a personal human being and professional, can maximize uh, your opportunities through LinkedIn. You can definitely do the same with the company. You can. There's plenty of ways in which you can boost, promote, do advertising through LinkedIn in order to, to maximize the exposure of your business. Um, but I definitely see the value of people doing business with other people. And that's where the trust and the credibility really stems from. Um, but you do need to make sure that your company page is backing you up. So all the things that you're saying, all the things that you're doing for others, you got to make sure that your company page is also reflecting those same things. So don't hear me say neglect one or the other, um, but hear me say that you are your best asset. And whether you are always with this company or you start other companies like that, you pouring and in, into yourself and you investing in yourself uh, is never an unworthy use of time. What I love so much about this also is that I think a lot of our listeners can get overwhelmed with all the different social media platforms that are out there and trying to build a following on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all these different things, especially if you're someone who's newer in your business can just be too much. And as you said, you can dilute your presence and dilute your effectiveness. So what I love about your strategy is you really just focused on one platform and it's one that has your target market, your target demographic there. It provides you the information that you need to know who to reach out to. And then it provides you the tools you need to be able to effectively reach out to them and build connections and relationships. Mm -hmm. So I really love uh, your approach and your testimony of how it has grown your, your connection base speaks for itself as well as the tremendous success your businesses have had. So I want to thank you so much for sharing all your secrets and your, your tips and best practices with us because 
I don't, I don't think LinkedIn is as well known among business owners uh, as it could be or should be. And I know that I personally have underutilized it. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of other business owners that are in that same boat. Um, so just being able to have this fresh perspective of all the different tools that LinkedIn offers that no other platform is currently offering to you or making available to you. And then having you break down everything just so we can maximize our effectiveness um, has been truly truly valuable. So thank you so much for your time today and for sharing all of your knowledge. For all of our listeners out there, um, if you have questions for Elise, um, you can reach out to her at Elise at jointenfold.com. That's L, I'm sorry, that's A-L-Y-S-E at join, J-O-I-N, 10, T-E-N, fold, F-O-L-D, dot com. And you can follow her on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash join tenfold. I know I'm going to check her out and I'm going to kind of see how her profile looks and use that as a guide. So please connect with her um, and uh, ask her any questions that you might have. She is an expert and she is fantastic at everything she does. <laughs> thank you guys for having me today. And thank you all for listening in. I hope that you get value immensely. And I hope that this value can become, you know, exponential growth for you personally, as well as professionally. But just remember to believe in yourself. No platform defines our success. It's really the mindset and the, uh, the strategy and the approach from which we come from. So check your heart, make sure that it's in the right place before you get started on LinkedIn. And then I think you can really maximize it for a lot of great good for yourself and for others. We appreciate you and are honored to be on this journey with you. We can't wait to help you, to encourage you, and show you how to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. If you found Miss Biz helpful, please leave a review and share with others. You can follow us on social media at Miss Biz Podcast. For legal questions or services, please visit boltslegal.com. And for digital marketing needs, please visit boltsmedia.com. Let's get biz done.